Do you wonder how to prepare your kids for college? If so, I'm not going to tell you what to do. I hope that's a relief. This is the Homeschool Sanity Show, the episode where I will share our experience with college so you'll have more information to make the best choices for your family. I'm Dr. Melanie Wilson, Christian psychologist turned homeschool mom and curriculum author. And this is the podcast, helping you wave goodbye to worry and say hello to a happy homeschool. Hey, homeschoolers. This week, I am taking child number five and my only daughter to college. Even though I have three college graduates who have had good experiences, I don't imagine that I've done everything the right way or that I have the right to tell you what to do. Every family and every student and even every year is unique as the pandemic has taught us. But I do want to share our story with you because it may help you in college choices and preparation. The other reason I want to share our story is because so many people, including homeschoolers, have been surprised by a particular aspect of our decisions around college. I'm going to jump right in as though we're having a chat at a coffee shop. I'm not going to give you six simple tips as I often do, but I'm going to tell you how we got to the place of sending homeschooler number five to college. If we were actually in a coffee shop, you could stop and ask me questions. Using this format though, you're going to have to comment, email, or message me with questions instead. I will start with a disclaimer. College isn't for everyone. We are sending our children for their goals at this time in our culture. In fact, I did not originally intend for our kids to attend college in person. When my oldest was a teen, I learned about something called college prep at the time. The idea was that your high school student could take CLEP tests that would suggest that they had mastered the majority of material in a college class and could get credit for it. And with a minimum of class time, many of the classes that you needed to get a college degree outside of CLEPing could be taken online and college prep had testimonials of students who had earned a college degree by the time they left high school. I thought that was a brilliant idea. My kids could go to graduate school right from high school or they could start a job. So this was my original intention. In fact, I enrolled two of my kids, my oldest two, into a college prep program that was for students who weren't quite ready for the whole uh, CLEP uh, program in all of its um, intensity where a student would be really working diligently to take many, many CLEP tests at a time. And my oldest son, which I will get into in a bit, uh, did not care for that. My second son did 
take some of these CLEP tests and had a profoundly positive experience because the advisor who was working with him really helped him to set goals and encouraged him. And I saw my son mature and develop a work ethic that I had not seen in him before. So just know that I was not originally intending to send my kids away to college. The other reason I am issuing this disclaimer is because I believe that homeschoolers can and do get an excellent post-secondary education outside of college classes. The fact is that as I have homeschooled many students now, six of them, I have noted that my very independent learners can actually struggle in a traditional college classroom because the material moves too slowly, it teaches material that they have already learned on their own, and my kids, for the most part, prefer learning independently. So it can happen in in the age of the internet when the educational material that is available to us at the push of a button is immense. And so anything that we want to learn, we can learn at home. So that is another reason why I believe that college isn't for everyone. The other reason I believe it is that it is possible and even preferable in many cases for people to start their own businesses. I am a good example. I have a degree in clinical psychology. I had a minor in communication. I did not have an English degree. I did not have a business or marketing degree, but I started my own business writing language arts curriculum for homeschoolers. So we know that people can start businesses and bypass the college debt and all the time that is required to get a college degree and begin making money right away and have so much more freedom and uh, just creative license to do what it is that they feel called to do. And then the other thing that um, high school students who are graduating from their homeschool experience can do is take on apprenticeships. I know of people who have done this and it has been very, very rewarding. These apprenticeships can lead to trade school or be part of a trade school experience or they can lead a student to go on and get another degree because of their positive experience being an apprentice. Okay, so college isn't for everyone. But my views on college, besides what I've already mentioned to you about learning about these uh, college prep programs that would enable my kids to earn a college degree while in high school, my views on college were really shaped first, I think, by my own experience of going to college. And I had a fairly positive experience in college, not so much in graduate school. 
Um, but my experience or my views, I should say, was really also shaped by homeschool speakers I heard near the beginning of my homeschool journey. And I'm not saying they were absolutely right, but I'm saying that they had an influence on me. A homeschool speaker shared his experience early on in his college career that a professor asked how many of the students believed in God. And this professor boldly proclaimed that he would change that, that these students would no longer believe in God when he was through with them in the class. And of course, that was very alarming. And while that's likely not a common situation where a professor would be so blatant about it, we do know that our kids in college are exposed to a worldview that is probably not the same one that we have as a family. So that was a concern for me. And another homeschool speaker shared something that I had not considered before, and it was this, and it it has continued to have a big, big impact on me and my husband in how we have made decisions about college. And that is this, that sending children away to college made it more likely that they would stay away that a student would meet someone and that person would be more likely to not be from their home state uh, and then your student would end up marrying that person and moving to that person's home state or staying in the area of the college that you were sending them to. And selfishly, I would like to have my children stay close. I did not want to have the experience of flying across the country all the time to visit my children and my grandchildren and not being a part of their lives. And I have seen that in many, many cases. However, I wanna say right here that I am not saying that if God calls my child out of state, out of the country even, because of the work that he has for them to do, or, or even if they made that decision um, on their own, that I would try to stand in the way of that. That is not what I'm saying at all. Instead, I didn't want to encourage my children to move away from home unless it was God's calling for them. I hope that makes sense. So that has had a big, big impact on us. Okay, so now I'm going to take you through our college experience, starting with our oldest child. I have talked on the podcast and on my blog about my oldest child before because he is a strong-willed young man, he is an extrovert, and he is an advanced student. You may have heard me talk before about the fact that he wanted to attend public high school for his last two years. He did so, he had a very good experience, and I will link you to where I talk about that very fact. Many people are really interested in that. What is it like for someone who has always been homeschooled to go to a public high school? 
my son wanted nothing to do with this clepping out of college course thing. He wanted to go to college. And so we agreed to this. He began applying to colleges around the country on his own. This might seem crazy to you if you're more of a hands-on parent, but this is the kind of student that I was. My parents were not involved in any way with applying to college. I handled all of that. The only thing that my parents had to do was file their financial information. So after my son did this, we visited a few college campuses, including an Ivy League school that he was interested in. After we did that and we learned that the likelihood that he would get a scholarship at a very expensive Ivy League school was next to nothing, we made it clear to him that we would not be spending thousands of dollars for tuition when he could have a full scholarship by going somewhere else. So much to our surprise, he chose a state school just two hours away from our home. And we were thrilled that he loved his college experience as well. What I think is so funny about this young man is that, of mine, is that he started counseling my homeschool friends about what they needed to do to get their kids into college because like everything else in his life, he just did a deep dive into college admissions and he knew so much about it. So what we did, because he had a full scholarship, but one that did not pay for his room and board and expenses, we did agree to pay most of his expenses because the work that he was doing and had been doing was more volunteer in nature than paid work. So he did not have a lot of money to pay for things like room and board. My husband's father paid for his college tuition, which was so much less <laughs> than that it is today. And my husband attended the same state school that my son chose. And my husband was responsible for paying all of his other expenses. My husband chose to go to a community college for two years and live at home and then transfer to the state school to finish his last two years. So we took this into account, that experience. We also did not insist that our son attend a Christian college, although honestly, that would have been our preference when we began this whole college journey. But what we realized about him is that he rebelled against any really strong view, even if it was opposed to ours. <laughs> and so we did not want to send him to a school that was simply teaching our view in a really strident kind of way that would prompt rebellion in him. And we have been very much okay with how that worked out for us. We do think that it was the right choice for him and for our family. The next thing that I had to confront as a parent of a first college student was just how sad I felt about dropping him off. 
I honestly just felt like I was going to boo-hoo all over the place. <laughs> yes, I had sent him to high school his last two years, but he had been home with me from the time he was born, and I was worried <laughs> that I was going to be a basket case. And then when I was having my quiet time with the Lord, I, I really believe that the Lord gave me this image, and it was this. Imagine, if you will, Melanie, how many mothers would do anything, anything to get their child into college, to be able to have that privilege of sending a child for an advanced education. And if she were granted that privilege, she would be celebrating, not weeping with sadness. And so from that moment, I decided that I would not cry. And I have not cried with any of my children going to school. In fact, I have focused on what a joy and what a privilege that I have kids who have worked hard enough and have the God-given abilities to go to college and to have that experience. Okay, so that was son number one. When my second son was college age, well, let's back up. Before my second son was college age, he was very introverted and he was using the college prep materials. He was taking the CLEP tests. But the fact is I saw him becoming more and more social. And I went to him and I said, I think you should go to college too, instead of continuing with the college prep program. And he agreed with me. He did do dual enrollment through our local community college. At the time that he took college courses, the cost of those courses was the same as high school co-op classes in our area, but he received college credit for them. Having my kids and all of my kids, beginning with my second son, have taken dual enrollment courses at our local community college allows me and my husband to talk with our kids about the worldviews that they are confronted with in their college courses. And this has been a real benefit. It's much easier to see what is being taught uh, to discuss it when your child is living at home than when your child is however far away from you on a college campus. When my son was a high school junior, we took him on college campus visits in the state along with his best friend, also a homeschooled young man. We really encouraged him to study for the ACT because we saw how much tuition we saved with my oldest son's excellent score. And he took up that challenge and also earned an excellent score. He decided, however, after all of that, um, that he would attend a different state school than his older brother that was less expensive and gave generous automatic scholarships for a high GPA and a good ACT score. My husband and I were very happy about his choice because 
the college is located in a city that he frequently visits for work. My husband travels in his work as a book salesman. So I helped my son because this son is not the type to just take on the whole college application <laughs> project by himself. So I completed the one page college application for him. They didn't ask about his hobbies, his volunteer work, his interests even. It was nothing like that. It was just so, so simple. After we made the decision to apply to this state school, for a four-year degree for my son, I had a conversation with my husband because we had earlier discussed the possibility of sending the kids for two years of community college, just as he had done, and then having them transfer to a four-year school. We decided against that for my son because he got a good scholarship. And I, at that time, I said, you know, if we're going to send both of the boys to a four-year school were pretty much making the decision that we're doing that for all of them. And he agreed that that's what we would do. My son's second year, he became an RA, which is a very, very lucrative but competitive position. And it paid for all of his other expenses, his room and board, and I believe his books, and it included some compensation as well. And he bargained with us and said, you know, if I was working a job outside of college, I would get to keep that money. So will you give me a kickback of money that I can spend, you know, for whatever my needs are, in college while I am an RA, because it is a sacrifice to be an RA as well. Your breaks are definitely going to be shorter. Your hours can be quite a bit longer. So we agreed on that, and it was not an exceptional amount of money that he was asking for as compensation, and it was really a win-win for all of us. With our second son, we found ourselves discussing worldviews that uh, came up in conversation about the classes he was taking and during his visits home. My third son is social and he was friends with the brother of my second son's best friend. That brother was planning on going to the same state school. And my third son, I didn't note this before, but he had gone on the college visits with my second son. So he decided he wanted to go to the same state school. That was fantastic. He was also dual enrolled his junior and senior years of high school. And then we were super thankful that our state dropped the price of these community college classes so that they were less expensive than taking co-op classes for homeschoolers in high school. Our third son did not earn an automatic scholarship so we were very motivated to have him go to this less expensive state school, but he was fully on board. We decided, though, that he would be responsible for paying his expenses while in college, but not his tuition. One of the neat things about having an older sibling at college who happened to be an RA was that his older brother could help him move in to the dorm. 
they also were able to share a single vehicle that we provided for their use so they could always share rides to and from school. Along comes our fourth son. And this is when we made the decision that surprises so many people. We decided that with him and with his brother and sister coming after him, that unless he had a full scholarship or had a good reason for attending another school, that he would be attending the same state school as his brothers. Because we are the ones providing the financial support and because of our goals for our kids and our family, this has been our choice with respect to college. Our daughter is starting at the same state university this week. Her older brother, our second son, is also there for graduate school. Our youngest, son number five, just made the decision to start at the same state university next year, a year early. Because his ACT score would earn him a full scholarship, I offered him the opportunity to attend a different school more specialized in computers, which is his major. But he has chosen the same state school. Honestly, we are thrilled because our kids are close and they enjoy doing all kinds of activities together, hiking, camping, and sports. Some of the other advantages of having your kids attend the same college are church attendance. They can encourage one another, wake one another up, drive one another to the church of their choice, and they can attend together just as they do at home. The closeness of the sibling relationships can be maintained. I have seen that firsthand, and I love that. And then there's a bit more accountability, shall we say, because the siblings tend to know what the other is doing, what they're up to at school. <laughs> and that can be a very good thing. Visits, whether you are visiting them or they are coming home, can be more frequent and less expensive. Those are some huge advantages for us. I'm going to shift gears a little bit and talk about some of the issues we cover with our kids as they begin their college years. First, we talk about how often we expect to hear from them. It can be quite interesting to see how your different children <laughs> uh, deal with that issue of keeping in touch. I will just say here that we don't have an app on their smartphone to monitor their location. That has been our choice not to do that. We review and keep reviewing when they come home the dangers of and our beliefs around alcohol use, drug use, and premarital sex. I'm just going to interject here and talk about some of the more concerning issues that have been happening in our culture around these issues. First of all, I think what happens is when these just tragic alcohol deaths happen on campuses. So many years will go by and then people forget and then it will happen again. And so we talk about alcohol poisoning and that no one should ever, ever, ever be forced to drink alcohol. And you should never keep drinking or drink when you don't want to drink. 
mean, this, this is aside from, you know, we don't want underage drinking going on, but these are the kinds of risks inherent in over drinking that we want to cover. We have talked about the fact that if our boys have a sexual relationship with a girl who has been drinking, she can legally say that she did not give consent. And we want them to be aware of that. We talk about the fact that the current type of marijuana that is being sold has some very frightening side effects associated with it in terms of mental health. Psychosis and marijuana use have been very pronounced lately. And I do talk about the fact that today's marijuana is not the same as the marijuana sold in decades past. Again, these are issues above and beyond whether or not you want your kids using them at all. I feel that it's important and so does my husband to talk about these kinds of things. And then when it comes to premarital sex, I love a resource that is old and I've used it in our church for many, many years and that is called Sex Still Has a Price Tag. I will link up to a website for you to get a hold of that resource but I have talked with the kids about the fact that they can contract a sexually transmitted disease that has no symptoms but can destroy a woman's fertility. And of course, that is along with what does God tell us to do? How should we be living our lives if we want to honor him? And everything that God asks us to do as college students is for our good. It's not because he wants to ruin our weekend, <laughs> right? Okay, then we affirm our expectation that they will study and be focused on keeping a high GPA. We don't have a number for that, but if we are financially supporting them, even if we aren't paying for their tuition, we are financially supporting them and we expect them to honor us by working hard as students. We have discussed the pros and cons of fraternities and sororities. We have discussed, and not just when our kids are getting ready to go to school, but we have had family discussions about travel plans during college breaks and whether or not we are okay with some of these plans. And then we talk about which expenses are our kids' responsibility versus what belongs to their dad and me okay so i want to move on now from college and say that we have adopted the policy of allowing our kids to live at home immediately after graduation rent free our oldest lived with us for nearly a year while working locally until he got his own place with roommates our second son worked in healthcare during the pandemic and lived at home until he started PA school in January. Our third son just graduated and is living at home while he works locally. Has everything been perfect with our kids' college experience? No, but we are satisfied with the choices we have made for our particular kids at this time. I pray that something I shared helps you as you consider college for your homeschoolers. Have a happy homeschool week. Thank you for joining me on the journey to homeschool sanity. 
I would love to continue the conversation. You can find me on social media at Homeschool Sanity. And if you haven't heard it lately, let me remind you, you're doing a great job. This has been a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.